Hey podcast, just before we get you to this episode, I wanted to invite you to join us at pageantlaunch.com. We are starting the world's first dedicated pageant review site and we want you to join our launch team. All you need to do is put in your email address. It's completely free. We are looking to make the pageant industry safe, transparent, and fair, and we'd love your input on how to do that. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, whack in your email address, and let's get you to this episode. I'm Hannah Bradley. I'm Miss Pageant Girl Cumbria 2020, and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. everyone it's um oh no no let's try that again <laughs> hi everyone it's adrian from the pageant project i'm losing my mind as i told hannah it's uh 6 a.m here but i was up at 4 30 a.m and whenever i tell anyone that people well i mean hannah what was your reaction if i tell you that i got up at 4 30 a.m to do this interview how would you describe me a maniac <laughs> <laughs> that's <not> probably okay. <laughs> It's probably not far, not far from, yeah, people say committed, I say I probably should be committed for for doing this, Uh, but I've also got Hannah Bradley, who's Miss Pageant Girl Cumbria 2020. Uh, Hannah, why don't we start, and first off guys, if you're watching, you know how this works, if you have any questions or messages for Hannah, put them in the comments and I'll I'll read them out to her. Um, She may be able to see them, but the comments are really small for her, so um, if she, no, if she comes up really close to the webcam and squints horribly, it's because she's trying to read your comments. but Hannah, why don't you start us off with your pageant journey? How how did you start and um, how did you get to this point now? So I started competing in 2013, I think. Um, it was Miss Teen Great Britain, so one of Holly Perry's pageants. Um, so I was about 16 at the time. I was fairly new. I had no idea. I'd never heard of a pageant before. Um, I entered as I had been scouted by a modelling agency um, when I was 13 and it was all very serious and I'd had a few castings and a few shots and it was was a lot and I don't think I was ready for that kind of serious sort of thing. I was just a kid. I just wanted to have fun. So we found pageants and found Team GB and it was fab. I did Team GB three times. totally got the pageant bug obsessed never placed anywhere um you know (laughs) placed top 20 in my final time in miss teen great britain and couldn't believe it i was like crying on stage and having one of those (gasps) it's me (laughs) and um yeah definitely hadn't won but it was a win to me um and following on from that i took a bit of a break from um pageant girl and went to Miss England, where I competed in Miss Cumbria again three times. Um, third time lucky, I won the title and was lucky enough to go to the Miss England semi-final and the final, um, where I placed top 20 again at Miss England, which was in Spain. Couldn't, I'm still speechless about it now. <laughs> um, top 20 is an amazing achievement for anyone, and I think... Mm. It's given me a boost and it's given me the, the power to enter again. It's made me feel like, you know, I'm, I'm capable of, of making change and, and of achieving things that I really want to achieve. So that's where it all began. And now I'm here, Pageant Girl UK 2020. So you've obviously returned to Holly's pageants. Yeah. What was it in yeah. particular that brought you back? Holly's pageants are so special. And honestly, everyone who you speak to will tell you exactly the same thing, as you probably know by now. They're just, it's a family. It's so special. You go in and you aren't just a number. You're somebody who she always, Holly herself, you know, she's so busy, but she recognizes Mm. everybody. She, you know, I haven't competed with Holly for three or four years now. 
but she still recognises me, still speaks to me. Mm. And there's just something incredibly special about a director who is in it for the well-being of their contestants and aren't just in it for the, the dollar, you know, that they're there for us. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's really, it's just, it's special. And there's just no way else really to describe it. It's like, it's like, no, it's like no other competition. I don't think it's very special. Yeah, I, I will be interviewing Holly, I think, next next i can't exactly remember when um but a lot of people obviously are looking forward to to me interviewing her uh, hannah i'm just so guys what you've got a lot of questions already so elizabeth lauren and um claire i will get to the questions in just a sec so bear with me i just want to ask hannah you're i think you're the second um i've interviewed claire bb and she's she is ms cumbria galaxy you're obviously um representing cumbria for pageant girl so I'm obsessed with finding out about different parts of the UK because yeah. <laughs> every part has its own culture, its own accent, its own everything. Like, do you call it scone or scone? Is it cream first, jam first? <laughs> so can you tell me a bit about Cumbria? Because this is something I know nothing about. Well, Cumbria is a place all on its own. We are a huge county. And we don't have that many people. Um, we're really kind of sparsely populated. Um, we're massively farming. So farms are our life up in Cumbria. Um, and for someone who is scared of farms, <laughs> me, it's not ideal. <laughs> Why are you scared of farms? <laughs> They're awful. It's like the big <laughs> tractors and all the big machinery. Like, no one likes that. <laughs> so no. I hate farms. Apologies to all the farmers farms. watching this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, Cumbria is, um, yeah, it's it's a big place. Not many people. We rely on farming. And so things such as pageants are not high on the profile was of people going, in Cumbria. I was going to say, yeah, pageantry and modelling and farming probably don't yeah. go together for most people. <laughs> no. People look at us like we've got two heads when we um, go to appearances or, you know, we yeah. have, like, big agricultural shows every year and they are, like, the, the highlight of the Cumbrian calendar throughout the whole year. And I have one in Penrith, which is my town. Um, Penrith show is, like, one of the biggest in the county. All the farmers are, like, really excited and pinnacle, mm. you know, top, tip-top. And we go in our sashes and gowns and we get looked at, we get frowned at and, you know, but it's good. We need to educate. We need to educate the people of Cumbria. And before you know it, there will be a Miss Farmer UK and I will be it, I'm sure. <laughs> I was going to say there should be like some sort of Miss Heavy Machinery or, or Miss Bumper Crop. Um, <laughs> but when, when you do go to those, um, the Cumbrian shows, do people look at you and then just sort of walk away or do they actually engage with you and give you a chance to explain why you're wearing the headpiece or why you're wearing the sash? We do actually get asked. I must admit, people are pretty friendly. Like, they're very open and mm. a spade's a spade. I don't know whether you say that in Australia, but they're black, Yeah, we got it. Black, you know, they say it as it is. Um, yeah. So there's no kind of tiptoeing around it. They're very just like, they'll come up and like, what's on your head? What are you doing? <laughs> and so yeah. you explain to them and they understand. I think I haven't really come across anybody who has been rude or hasn't really got it. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. But it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah. I, I can understand why most farmers probably wouldn't want to get on a stage in heels. Um, and they probably shouldn't get on stage. Yeah. All right. Let, let's go through these questions, Hannah, because you're getting swamped. So Elizabeth Coulthard has asked question, favourite memory from your time as Miss Cumbria? Wow. I think my favourite memory as Miss Cumbria, it's going to sound really cliche, but during my time as Miss Cumbria, I made four best friends. So they all competed with me in the Miss Cumbria final. Um, and we stuck together after the final and we now speak every single day. Um, we're all bridesmaids at one of our friends' weddings. Mm -hmm. 
like with with proper pageant sisters like we have full-on like gone for that stereotype of you know it's not about winning it's about friends but truly the highlight of the competition has to be that I mean I didn't have lots of friends that were girls prior to this um Mm -hmm. not for any particular reason I just I just didn't really mix and I found mixing very difficult um and then to go into a competition where you would think that you would all be competing and you know fighting for the crown and to come out with four best friends 100% has to be the highlight Lauren Whitelaw has asked, well, she said hello, first off, and then she's asked, what's your favourite round when competing and why? What's my favourite? Round when competing. Uh, what's your favourite section? I think my favourite round is either evening wear, because that is just so special. You, I feel like you wait for it, the audience waits for it. I mean, how often, really, especially coming from somewhere like Cumbria, do we get to wear ball gowns, have our hair done, have people clap for us, you know, and really, like, feel ourselves and think, yes, Hannah, you are looking good tonight. Like, it doesn't it doesn't happen. And it's, it's yeah, it's very special. Um, or interview. I do like interview because it terrifies me. Um, and you always feel so relieved oh, when you come out. And it's like, yeah, well, you're lovely, obviously. <laughs> not scary at all <laughs> but no you do you come out and just think oh i'm done it's such a relief um yeah no it's fab evening noise probably probably mm-hmm. just above yeah that makes sense uh amy mcgarvey bethany lyden have all said hello and hearts claire bell has asked if you won the title what would you want to achieve with it Oh, Claire, that's a big question. I think with my title, I would aim to carry on working with Papyrus, which is Prevention of Young Suicide. Um, I've worked with the charity for a little over a year now. Um, We have high suicide rates in Cumbria, and Mm. I believe that it's because of a lack of discussion and there isn't a lot of knowledge I think because we are primarily a farming community, we don't have that kind of sensitivity as such. We don't feel as though we can let our guard down and Mm. be open and talk about feelings. And working with papyrus in an area such as my own is massively important. And reducing the suicide rates here is absolutely essential, as it is across the country. And being Miss Pageant Girl UK doesn't necessarily give me any more than I've got at the moment, but it does give me an even louder voice and a platform to yeah. to spread the word further. Um, and yeah. It, yeah, I think that would be the, the aim of the game. Yeah. And obviously mental health is really, really crucial at all times, yeah. but especially at the moment where we're all sort of locked indoors. Um, a lot of us are, are struggling a lot, so... That's uh, definitely a good point. Claire Beebe has said, uh, so she's Miss Cumbria Galaxy. She said Cumbria is where it's at. Uh, I'm just going to see if I can find you a question because you've got lots of just, so Amy, for example, uh, McGarvey said Cumbria with lots of like, you know, the, the I'm trying to describe emojis <laughs> to you. It's the smiley face with the hearts around I'll it. Closer, I'll try and have a look. It, this uh, one over here, if you can, if you can see it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Coulthard has said, heck yeah. Bethany Lydon has said Lake District. What, what's what's Lake District? Oh, the Lake District. Have you never heard of the Lake District? I've barely heard of Cumbria before I interviewed Claire, so <laughs> no. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> the Lake District is basically the area I, really, oh, the area I live in. Um it's a collection of towns and villages inside Cumbria, and it's a national park. So we have mm. lots of lakes, lots of large waters, um, fells. It's massively scenic. So we get a lot of people from like the big cities, so Manchester, Liverpool. Um, a lot of people come up to visit and to walk up the fells. I mean, here oh, wow. we kind of take it for granted because we see fells and 
stunning views every day and we just open the window and think, oh, there's another one, you know, and, and I am guilty of, you know, ignoring it, but it is stunning and we're very lucky to live somewhere as beautiful as this, especially in times like this. I mean, we've had so many people who have tried to come to the Lake District and have been stopped on the way by the police um, because wow, people okay. are trying to flock here because it's spacious yeah. and beautiful and, you know, there's no shops. It's just it's just scenery. But, yeah, we, we, we get to take advantage of it, but no one else does yet. <laughs> it sounds, sounds lovely. Lauren it's Whitelaw not- has asked, do you fold your pizza? This is an ongoing discussion after our games night is how do you eat your pizza? Do you fold your pizza? I do not fold my pizza. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I, no, I, no. I don't either, but Australian pizza, I think, might be different to what you guys are talking about. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't either. <laughs> it's a, a question. Is a pizza not called a calzone? That, that's the other thing. But they're talking about, you know, if you imagine, if you watch American TV and you see those really large pizza slices, the ones that are the size of your face, and they kind of <laughs> flop, so they fold them so it doesn't flop. But we don't have that pizza here, so I don't fold it either. I don't have uh, that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one missing out then. No. Claire Bell has said, come to my farm and I'll change your mind. Uh, okay, well, there you go, Hannah. You've got a standing yep. invitation. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Coulthard has said, whoop, farmer's daughter over here. Charlotte Kate Aspinall has said, go, Hannah. Lucy Salter's giving you a couple of hearts. Claire Bell, love a farm show. I'll vote you Miss Farmer UK. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of messages here, guys. I'm just going to see if I can find a question, and I'll let Hannah go back through these messages after the interview, and she can respond to them herself. Otherwise, I'll be here the whole time just reading out messages (laughs) and also trying to mimic emojis, like the the monkey heart one that Amber's put in here. Uh, Let's see... Okay, Megan Jessica Kerwin, apologies if I butchered that name, has asked, how do you find the interview rounds? I think the interviews are the most nerve-wracking part of the competition. I think it's because you have to become quite honest and vulnerable, um, while at the same time trying to keep it together. I think in the past, my biggest, let down in interview has been getting over emotional I think when you get to the final day and you're finally competing Mm. everything comes rushing to you and everything you've achieved and the kind of enormity of what you're doing can sometimes hit and I would be talking about something and then just kind of start you know the bottom lip would come out and I'd start kind of (laughs) And then once I start crying, I just can't pull it back. So um, that was definitely my um, hardest point. So this year, I'm not going to cry. Strong this year. You you, you shouldn't say that. You you know what happens to anyone who says, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And then like, yeah, no. I I don't know what it is, but everyone that I've interviewed who's been through Teen GB has, um, is a baller. I don't mean a baller as in like a player, but I mean a baller as in balling a baller. Um, I'll never forget when I interviewed Imogen Chapman um, for the first time and she she was, uh, someone gave her a compliment on stream and she said I should probably stop reading out the compliments because she was going to start crying. And um, she, she just cries in everyday life. I don't know if you're the same, but she was saying that she cries all the time. It's horrifically embarrassing. And even one time at work, uh, she she just saw this old man sitting there and he had nodded off like your grandfather does and she found it really adorable so she just started bawling i was like oh my she's god she's not alone imagine she's... i am with you <laughs> there, there might, i get the feeling there must be you should get a tissue sponsor or some sort of sponsor to help with the tears at least for teen gb because it sounds like there's a lot of tears <laughs> shed well, uh, Hannah, yeah and I think once you are, I don't think I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you should go and say I'm not going to cry because that just means yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Um, <laughs> Anna Golding, hey Hannah, has asked how important do you think your platform is in today's society? I think 
suicide prevention has always been important. It's always been an ongoing issue. However, at the moment, it's kind of above and beyond. In the UK, we had um, a couple of reality stars over the last year who've taken their Mm -hmm. own lives after experiencing horrific trolling on the internet and just real negative behaviour towards them. And that struck a chord with a lot of people. I think originally you would maybe assume that someone who was rich and famous and had it all would never feel low or lonely enough to resort to suicide. Mm. Um, But really, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be anybody. And that's the scary thing. And that's why suicide prevention training and a suicide prevention charity such as Papyrus is so important. They aim to break down the stigma associated with suicide. And they try to encourage people to be open and to talk to people. If you are worried about somebody and fear that they are about to commit suicide or are having suicidal thoughts, they help to give you the information and the knowledge to be able to approach them and ask them and to then know how to help them, which is absolutely essential. I think it's very easy for us to shy away from that and to Mm. fear that we might say the wrong thing or upset them or push them even further. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Sometimes just acknowledging the way somebody's feeling is the most important thing that you can do, which is exactly what I'm trying to do by supporting Papyrus. Uh, If someone wants to take the Papyrus training, is it possible to do it online? Do you have to go in and do a course? How do you do the training? Yeah, so currently what Papyrus are doing are they are offering in-person training, obviously not at the moment with corona, um, but they do offer training sessions. They go into schools and they go into workplaces, but they also offer an option where you can book training. So um, I had originally booked a training session to come to Cumbria because we have never had one before um, in April, so the start of April this month, but obviously had to be cancelled. Papyrus don't currently offer online training. However, what they do have is a list of resources where you can find online training, which is really good. I've done it myself. It takes about half an hour and you honestly feel comfortable once you've done it and you don't feel kind of like that word suicide is a dirty or scary word Mm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. if, as, as we mentioned before, mental health is obviously a huge issue at the best of times and even more so now, if you believe that someone is maybe not necessarily suicidal, but obviously maybe someone is really struggling, um, what have you been trained to do in order to reach out? Is there any particular way you're trained to ask whether the person's okay or to reach out? The main thing that you are told is to be honest and not to tiptoe around things. So when you are worried about somebody, the best thing to Mm. do is to ask. Obviously, in-person is always amazing because you can really gauge how somebody feels when you're talking to them face-to-face rather than via a text or something. But at the moment, it's not necessarily possible. So texting is absolutely fine. It's all about keeping in touch, making sure that somebody knows you're there. If someone's down, they might not want to talk to you about it. I mean, you know yourself, sometimes you just have a bad day and you don't want to talk about it. You just kind of want to feel sad and get it gone and get over it. Um, But checking, checking in is so important. And providing people with resources as well. There are so many resources online that are so easy to tap into. So in the UK, we have the Hope Line, which is Papyrus's line. Um, which is free. You can call them, text them, anonymous. You know, you don't have to be on the brink of suicide to do it. You can be feeling down and low and just looking for somebody to speak to. And there's plenty of people there to speak to you. Amazing. Uh, Now, let me, I'm going to do the comment scrolling again. Um, There's a lot about interview. Claire Bell has... (laughs) 
Well, I think you're, you're certainly, I know you're not alone when it comes to dreading interview. Um, there are a lot <laughs> of people who dread interview, but then also they love interview, as, as you said, um, when they do learn to, to turn it around and actually enjoy it. Claire Bell has asked, what's the craziest thing you've done to raise money for charity? Oh, well, actually, like, I always forget, but last year I actually jumped out of a plane. Um, for... With a parachute, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just jumped out of a plane. Not just had enough and thought, I'm getting off. <laughs> yeah, it's had enough. Of you want to go. So you went skydiving. <laughs> I did a skydive. Um, we have a local charity in Cumbria called Hostage at Home who support end-of-life care for those who are still living in their own homes. So I did a skydive from 15,000 feet for them, which was, oh, it was amazing. If none of you watching have ever done one, you need to go and do it. It is, mm. oh, it's just the best feeling in the world. And it doesn't feel like you should be getting sponsored to do it because it's just so amazing. <laughs> like you have the best time and you raise money, but you feel like a bit of a cheat because you're actually just really enjoying yourself and people are, donating for you to do it but yeah oh, amazing you 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 say that you feel like it's a cheat but i can assure you that there are people who no matter how much you paid them would never jump out of a plane <laughs> so uh, if you're if you're watching and you're in the comments can you um let us know whether you would or wouldn't jump out of a plane or whether you've actually skydived because um i think for a lot of people that's on their bucket list and i know there are some people who just would not do it uh, <laughs> Beverly Roberts has asked, how are you doing appearances during lockdown? Which obviously is hugely tough for anyone, but have you got any appearances lined up um, during lockdown? Generally, the things that have been good have obviously been getting involved in online campaigns. There's been so many girls this year who have obviously experienced lockdown themselves because we're all in the same position, which helps massively. Um, mm online campaigns there's so many at the moment so we can get involved in all of them and online interviews such as this very special one are perfect um, it's it is difficult and there isn't a lot more you can do other than use the mm. internet wisely and i have been making little kind of letters but with communication on the bottom because we have we live in a bigger state so there's families all around and what you right. can do is post them through letterboxes and then you receive them back and it's kind of like having a pen pal um but it's nice for children because they're all off school here as well um so that's been that's been a good kind of thing to do i mean it, it does count as an appearance but it is it, it's hard it is hard Obviously. Yeah. I love the idea of pen pals. That's um, old school coming back around. Very. Well, we are Linda's... old school in Cumbria. <laughs> okay. Well, if you, if you've, I mean, when I interviewed Claire Beebe from Cumbria, her internet, I think, was not the best. So I hope um, sometimes old school is good and sometimes it's not so good. Uh, <laughs> Linda has asked, what is your best pageant moment? That's a difficult question to answer. It is. I think I've got a couple. I mean, winning Miss Cumbria was a big one for me. I had worked really hard. I had put everything into competing. I put everything into making the most of my time as a finalist. And I had told myself that if this wasn't my time, that that was kind of going to be it with that organisation just because once you've put your all into something and you're incredibly passionate, if you're not right for their system, then you may be not right. And it's nothing against yeah. you. It's, it's, you know, I, I was happy and, and I thought I'm content with how I've done. And then to win was just unreal. It, I mean, we're all backstage when you're not, you know, it's not announced on stage like Holly's pageants mm -hmm. are. Um, and they announced third second and then first um so i was backstage and got my name read out as the winner and my knees just like went weak one of the girls backstage was only about 13 and she's trying to hold me up and i'm like five foot nine i'm quite big <laughs> so i'm just like a crying mess as usual backstage <laughs> and um, 
yeah, it oh, it was it was a very special special day. Um, you know, when you you hard work and you think you don't need a reward for your hard work because it's all positive anyway. But, but when nice. you feel as though you've got recognition and a crown, it's uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, but, we yeah, all like a bit of recognition. Top twenty in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Top twenty team GB is also up there. The first time I ever thought, like you know, people people think I'm all right. Like I must be an okay person. You know, <laughs> people think I'm okay. That was um that was a special one. I think that kind of changed my life a little bit. So yeah. What do you do? Because you 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 obviously are an expert on crying. What what do you do when you cry? Do you have any ways of dealing with it? I mean, waterproof mascara? Is it tissues? Is it, what do you how do you handle it? Oh, I don't handle it. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm a mess. <laughs> I am um, yeah, I am ugly crier. I am I am the meme of of ugly criers. Yeah, mascara I everywhere. I not me. <laughs> no. oh, oh, dear me. Okay, well, that's something to look forward to. I look forward to the photos or the oh, videos from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Linda Sweeney, I guess this is related, but... Oh, no, she's. I've asked that. Uh, Lauren has asked, what's the most emotional moments? So what are the most emotional moments you've had through Miss Cumbria? Um, during the Miss Cumbria final, we had... An award, which was called mm -hmm. the Community Award. So that award was held in memory of a young lady called Sky, who used to compete with Miss England and actually had competed in Holly's competitions before. Um, Sky was an amazing girl who worked incredibly hard in her community in Cumbria, and unfortunately, when she was 18, she passed away. She was in a car accident. Um, it was a bad time and for those of us who had competed with Sky before it was a big shock because she was she was very young and one of those vibrant people who light up every room they go in and it does sound you know like you're just praising somebody because they're no longer here but with her it was it was very special and I won her award on the evening of the final and I had actually been friends with Sky, and we competed. We completed lots of appearances together. Um, so to take that award and know that it was in her memory was just something that was incredibly special. And I don't think that I will ever treasure maybe any other award as much, just because of what it means to to me to. Sky's family, um, yeah, it was that was very special. Of course. Uh, speaking of Lake District, Chloe Lake has asked why Miss Pageant Ooh. Girl UK. <laughs> so Pageant Girl UK obviously is one of Holly's competitions, which was the main pull. Um, I was looking to come back to compete with Holly and. I didn't really know the avenue I wanted to go down. Um, I feel like you have got to be passionate about whichever system you want to join. Um, and I was struggling slightly at the time. And then Miss Pageant Girl UK came out. And I honestly thought with the beautifully inspiring tagline that goes along with it, it's very special. And it's something that is focusing on girls and how beautifully inspiring they are, how we make a difference and how we celebrate other women and other young girls. And it's very empowering. And I would love to be able to represent Pageant Girl as a whole. As I said before, it's such an incredible organisation, you know, with, with all the pageants under the Pageant Girl umbrella. Um, and to be able to represent people such as Holly would be a massive honour. And I feel like having competed in the systems before, it just feels really special. And to be able to take that crown and, and to get the word out there about Papyrus and about Pageant Girl UK would just be, makes me a bit emotional. Can you believe it? 
No, no, I can't believe it at all. Please don't start crying. I mean, I was going to say don't start crying. You wouldn't be the first who did, but uh, you, yeah, I never quite know what to what to say when someone gets emotional during an interview. You just kind of, especially since you're not actually there in person. If you're there in person, you can comfort them. If you're on a Skype call, it's just, you can't reach over and you know pat the person on their head or something. <laughs> Uh, Megan Jessica Kerwin has asked, what is your biggest accomplishment throughout your pageant experience? Oh, I think my biggest achievement has probably been the amount of money that I have raised for charities. Um, fundraising was something that I struggled with when I first started taking part in pageants. Um, again, living somewhere sparsely populated, was quite difficult and um, people weren't in abundance you know there wasn't lots of people around me and the same people were kind of being targeted every time you needed to fundraise for something yeah and um, but when i competed the third time in miss cumbria i like i said put everything into it and i raised about four thousand pounds in the run-up to the competition and wow. during my year um so I worked all the time to raise that much money and I don't regret it at all. It was all for a very good cause. And although I don't currently actively fundraise for the same charity, doesn't mean that the money didn't go to a fantastic place and wasn't really well deserved. And it is something that I'm proud of for myself, even you know, a, a personal achievement. It's a big thing, raising that much money and... I'm I'm proud of it and I'm proud of myself and and how I mm. did it. As you should be, four thousand pounds is an amazing amount of money to raise, especially given the the distance sort of from the major major population centres, as you said. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the note of fundraising, Brooke Drummond has asked, "What was your favourite fundraiser?" Mm. I did a fashion show um, again in the run up to the Miss Cumbria competition. And it had taken so much organising. I don't think I'll ever <laughs> do one ever again. <laughs> but it was um, it was a massive fundraiser. Everyone really enjoyed it. I raised over a thousand pounds on that one evening, um, wow. and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but <laughs> a lot of stress and a lot of tears <laughs> as usual. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fab. It was it was good, but never again. <laughs> There seems to be a recurring theme here with tears. Oh, is that? <laughs> I mean, you, you seem to you, you seem to cry at the drop of a hat. Is there anything in life that other people cry at that you don't? Mm, I don't know. We have we have Britain's Got Talent in the UK. I don't know whether you have like Australia's Got Talent. Um, oh, well, but we see but, we see Britain's Got Talent. Fab, yeah. But we've got Britain's Got Talent. And there was a group on a couple of weeks ago and everybody in the country was posting saying, in floods, in floods, crying, can't breathe. And I was sat and I was just saying to my boyfriend, like, I am heartless. Because <laughs> I just sat and I thought, oh, that's good. Not one tear, not one. And even my boyfriend, who never cries at anything ever, was sat there like... <sighs> And I'm just <laughs> enjoying it. Maybe you're not heartless. Maybe you just ran out of tears. <laughs> Potentially, that is a good point. <laughs> Quite likely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you just all cried out. Uh, Elizabeth Coulthard has asked, favourite dress you've ever worn and why? Oh, I competed in a dress when I, I took part in Miss Galaxy, Miss Teen Galaxy England, mm -hmm. um, in between my Teen GB years. Um, and I wore a red long-sleeved Giovanni with loads of sparkles on it, and I sold it. And I've been looking for it ever since, and it's been about four years, and that dress has to be my favourite. It was the first proper pageant dress I bought, and it felt really special, and... Then I got rid of it, <laughs> and now it feels even more special because I don't have it anymore. So yeah, that one. What, are you still looking for it as and you want to buy it back? 
It honestly, sounds like someone I'm, who's... I'm, if, if anyone has it, red on sleeve Giovanni, <laughs> send it my way. You might need to post a photo up in your in your stories or something and see if anyone knows <laughs> knows where it is. You sound like someone who's given up a child for adoption or something and now wants to I find know. find out where it's gone. Um, <laughs> Hannah Hannah Golding has said you won't cry in interview. I'll make sure of that. Claire Beebe has said I've interviewed. This is cool. Claire Beebe has said she's interviewed you twice for Miss Cumbria. That she really does get emotional. That there must be a. Um, There must be a couple of stories. I feel like everyone who's watching this has seen you crying at some stage. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. then we've got a, um, a whole bunch of people about skydive. I did put a poll up when you mentioned skydiving, asking whether people would do, do a skydive. At the moment, it's 71% saying yes, and 29% have said no. So it's uh, not everyone would like to, but it sounds like most people would like to. Uh, I'm just going to see if I can find you another question. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, put them in. There are so many comments here, Hannah. You'll have to go through them at the end. Otherwise, I'll just be reading them out to you. Claire Beebe has said, I will read this one out. She said, um, Sky would be so proud of you, Hannah. No. And Elizabeth Coulthard has said, why am I now crying? I may have never met her, but I'm so proud to continue working in the community under her name. There's a bright star in the sky. That's definitely her watching over every pageant girl. Yeah, um, definitely. 100%. Uh, Claire Bell has asked, for girls who are unsure about entering a pageant, what, what would you say to them? Oh, just do it. I mean... There is often a bit of hesitation. You don't know what to expect. And I think it was Harriet's interview with you that she did oh, months ago. She said that obviously when she first entered or her mum entered her, um, it was the thought of toddlers and tiaras. And you just have no idea what to expect. You think of extreme competitiveness and bitchiness and just, yeah, you stereotypical girls, really. Yeah. Um, well, cliches. Yeah. Yeah, but it couldn't be anything further from that. I think the competitions do so much for so many girls, and confidence is the thing that I think comes from most of them. I mean, I don't think I've spoken to a girl when I've competed in the past who hasn't gained confidence through these competitions. Like, win or lose, you come away on a total high from the competition, whether that's the adrenaline of being on stage and having your family in the audience or meeting all the other girls and just having a time to be to be young and enjoying yourself and, and celebrating other women is so important, especially in today's society when it can be so easy to tear other people down. Entering a competition like this will change your life 100%. In one way or another, you will not be the same, and that is for the better. And you will cry a lot, apparently. And you will cry a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a, re a real lot. Uh, Lauren Whitelaw has asked, who inspires you and why? Oh, in the pageant world or just in general? Just in general? Probably just in general. That's the only that she hasn't said. So let's just go with in general. Yeah, I think somebody that has inspired me for a long time is Demi Lovato. Um, so obviously she was a child star and then things got a bit rocky and her mental health declined. I was never a fan of her when I was younger. You know, I, I don't particularly like her music or her films or anything like that. But as a person... She has been through an awful lot and she continues to fight her problems whilst helping other people fight theirs. It yeah. can't be easy to have a problem with addiction or something along those lines, which is, again, taboo and it, it's not a nice thing. And for her to be so open about it and to admit that mm. she does find things hard and encourage other people to to seek help and to really be truthful and honest about their position is 
totally inspiring and it's something that I aim to do with with my title as Miss Pageant Girl Cumbria or Miss Pageant Girl UK. The the sort of impact that she's having on people's lives for the positive is just so important. And if I could be oh, an eighth of what she is, I would be incredibly oh yeah. It's, she's she's a very special person, and I think she is one of my biggest inspirations. She's definitely been very open in um, some very big yeah. interviews, obviously, in America. I think I saw her on the Ellen show. And that obviously yeah. takes a great deal of co courage to discuss your personal problems in such a public forum. Uh, Kimberly West has asked, what's your best advice for someone returning to compete again in pageants? So if you've taken a break and you're returning, what's the best advice? I think not being afraid. I think it can be very easy to be out of the pageant world for you know a period of time and look back in mm. and see all of these girls who know each other and who get on so well I think from an outsider's point of view you can think oh like how am yeah. I going to break that wall how am I going to be one of those people mm. but it's just about taking things as they are enjoying things and not expecting anything trying to just take everything as it is. Enjoy each day. Enjoy making your appearances. Enjoy looking for that dream dress to be on stage with. Um, and just, yeah, like I said, just going yourself in and, and taking it for what it is. You, you can't lose if you don't go in expecting the world. Do you want to tell people more about the dress you're looking for, just whilst on the subject? Do you want to describe it in case anyone has seen it? Yes. Yeah. It is Florence. It is red. It is one sleeve. It's Giovanni. 2013. Very nice. If you look through my profile pictures, you will see it. If you have it, I am willing to pay. I need that dress back. <laughs> Please send Are there any, is, is there any detailing on it, like beading or yes. sparkly bits? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it has glitter around the sleeved wrist. And it also has glitter on the waist. So just on one side, though, so, you know, keep an eye. It will be there somewhere, I am sure. Have you given the dress a name? No, I need to. I just felt you've become so attached to it, you might have given it a name. <laughs> uh, so if anyone has seen yeah. a, a one-sleeved 2013 Red Giovanni with um, glitter around the, the, the wrist and the waist, uh, then get in contact with, with Hannah. <laughs> um, Charles, I don't think I've ever, we should put up a poster, you know, the wanted posters, you know, wanted or seen, you know, have you lost. Seen me? <laughs> yeah, have you seen this dress? Uh, Charlotte Kate Aspinall has said two things. She said, can't wait. Oh, no, she said you were the first pageant girl she ever met. And then she's also said, can't wait to compete in her first ever pageant with you. Yes, I remember meeting Charlotte. We met at the Pageant Girl Ball and I was terrified. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm not going to know anybody or speak to anybody. And Charlotte is very northern, so she's like me and she's just very friendly and she came straight up to me, wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> and that was it. I just thought, wow, you are, you are my person. I like you. <laughs> she's fab. Wait. When you say northern, as someone who has no idea what that means, what what does northern generally mean? We are typically very friendly, very loud. Um, a lot of us like a drink. I'm not a big drinker, but um, a lot of us northerners are, are prone to a, a good drink or ten. <laughs> we have a good time. Uh, yeah, you can you can usually spot a northerner from from a while away. <laughs> so basically, even if they were sober, they'd still sound like a loud drunk. Yes, that's it. You've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> okay, so next time I'm in pageant land and I hear someone being very loud and friendly, I'll go, oh, that, that's a northerner. Northern. <laughs> uh, I'll go, guys, we'll go one more question. Uh, Linda Sweeney has asked a question and then I'll run Hannah through the final 10. And then if you have any more questions, I'll circle back to them. Uh, but Linda Sweeney has asked, what made you start your journey into pageant world? 
like I said at the beginning, I was scouted by a modeling agency. Um, they were very serious. They were elite models in London. Um, so they're a big agency. And mm. I was scouted while I was shopping one day and thought, I, I couldn't believe it. I'd always felt very much like the ugly duckling. Um, I was very tall and very slim and wasn't like my friends. Um, so to be seen as special was really nice. Um, but it was very serious. And I wasn't ready for serious. You know, you, I was 13. I just wanted to have fun and still be able to go to school. And London is a long way from Cumbria. So it wasn't as though I could just nip down and do a job or nip down and see the booker. It wasn't that easy. Um, so me and my mum, who is, massive pageant ma'am she she loves pageants even more than me <laughs> um me and her set about online looking for something i could do in my spare time and um, i enjoyed the idea of of modeling but wasn't into the serious business and found team gb and we decided to go for it ma'am was super supportive was up all hours of the night with me planning outfits planning fundraisers um, yeah, she's she is my number one fan, and she really is the reason that I kind of kept going. And now we don't live together. I live on my own with my partner, and, and she lives with my dad. But it's mm. what kind of keeps us together. So it keeps us seeing each yeah. other and going away together. So my mom and my not love of serious modelling. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, we'll go. We'll go through the final ten. Megan Jessica has said, "Come on, Hannah, I've never known you turn down a prosecco." Um, <laughs> there you go, oh, Hannah. Yeah, you, you tell people that. <laughs> you've been outed, Megan. How how many uh, proseccos <laughs> would Hannah have normally in a night? You can just comment below. Uh, <laughs> do it, Megan. Do it, uh, Hannah. Before we go through the <laughs> final ten, I'm mean, obviously you mentioned your mum. Is there anyone else that you wanted to give a shout out to? Um, just all my pageant girl, UK girls. I'm not sure how many are watching, but I know that they are all so excited for pageant girl, whether it's going mm. to be in June or it's going to be postponed because we're not sure at the moment, but shout out to yeah. all of them. I know that everyone is working hard and are all getting along really well. We have a big group chat. So, um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to, um, to chat to all of those girls. So. Hi. Mm. And obviously to my four girls who I competed in Miss Cumbria with, um, who are my second biggest fans, aside from my mum. <laughs> uh, speaking of your mum, Sue Bradley has said, yay, proud pageant mum right here. Hey! <laughs> Hi, mum. Okay, let's go through the final ten. And then, guys, if you have any more questions for Hannah, whack them in the comments and I'll circle back round to them. Uh, but question the first, what is your favourite word? My favourite word, mm, scrapbook. Scrapbook? Yeah. Nice, got you think? You had this funny expression on your face, you're just kind of <laughs> drifting off and raising, fluttering your eyebrows. Like, <laughs> I thought I misheard it for a sec, or maybe a scrapbook means something. No, no. Scrapbook, that's fascinating. It's a lovely word. Very relaxing. Now that I think about it. Question two, what is your least favourite word? Bit. Sorry, say again. Bit. So like if you spit, like spit something out. Or... Oh, okay. Spit your toothpaste out, spit. <laughs> In life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Um, flying. Yeah, flying in a plane. What turns you off? Oh, arrogance or rudeness. What sound or noise do you love? The sound of a typewriter is, oh, yeah, really nice. You don't, you don't get that very often anymore. Do you have an old school typewriter? No, 
<laughs> no, my mum used to have one actually, and um, yeah, it's a it's a really nice sound. It's it's retro and relaxing, and yeah, it's nice. You know that you can get apps so that when you type on your phone, it makes typewriter sounds. Because um, you're not the you're not the, you're not the only one, and also you can get keyboards for your computer that are actually like old school keyboards, uh, old school typewriter keyboards, uh, but they plug into your computer. These are a thing. You're not the only one who likes keyboard sounds, uh, typewriter this sounds. It's a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you get it, don't start crying over it. You you might you might break it if you cry on top of it. I, I... <laughs> What sound or noise do you hate? The sound of a drill. So, like in a dentist, I work in a dentist. Um, oh, God, yeah, the no. little tiny drills that get in the teeth are just. Oh. I don't know how you work in a dentist at all, and um, I don't know how people be dentists in the first place. or respect to you, but that drill just. Oh, as soon as you say it, I think everyone knows exactly that high pitch. Yeah. Horrific. Um, question seven. If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Mm. Oh, the ability to click my fingers and have my jobs for the day achieved. So sometimes when you're lying in bed in the morning and my dog is downstairs and I love her, she's my best friend, but she's barking and you're thinking, shut up. <laughs> I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> But she's desperate for a walk and sometimes I just wish I could click my fingers and she'd go for a walk and it'd all be done. <laughs> she'd go walk herself, if only, yeah, get, on. get her own she's leash, done. hold her own leash and then take herself out for a walk. For a second <laughs> I thought you were just going to say the superpower you wanted was to be able to click your fingers. And I was thinking that that's not particularly ambitious. But <laughs> <laughs> Question eight, if you could have any occupation other than your own, what would you most like to attempt? To become a pilot, I would love to be a pilot. I'm obsessed with flying, and um, I've just booked my first flying lesson. So, uh, yeah, oh, to really? be a pilot. It's amazing. I've I've been up three times um, for flying lessons, and it's amazing. Also, if you ever have a chance to take a helicopter flying lesson, it's completely bizarre because it's nothing like Wait. a plane at all. Oh, I would I would love to. That is the dream. Yeah. I, I would love to um to have my pilot license, maybe when um when lockdown is lifted. Question nine. Yeah. What job or occupation other than your own would you definitely not like to attempt? I'm a farmer. <laughs> I would hate to be a farmer. <laughs> to be fair, have you actually given it a go? No. <laughs> How long would you last? Oh, if I could get onto the farm, maybe about five minutes. <laughs> so, which part of the farm is it that really sets you off? Is it the getting dirty? Is it the noises? Which part is it that's just a deal breaker for you? It's the smells and the. Oh, I don't know. It's just big. Farms are big and they smell, and there's all these massive bits of machinery around that I just think could kill me and it's just oh, oh. God. <laughs> is it you mean the smell of manure or is it some particular smell yeah. that just okay no no the cow the cow manure okay I, I guess i guess that's fair fair enough uh final question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates oh that I have made a difference and that I've had a positive impact on the planet or the earth while I've been here. Um, Whether is proud of me for um, raising awareness of suicide prevention or whether he just, I don't know, just, just likes me. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to feel as though he thinks that I've made a difference and, and, that, and that I've had a, had a positive impact on the world. Sounds good to me. Well, Hannah, I'm going to let you go through all these comments because there's an absolute buttload of them. Um, I'll let you oh, go bye. back through them in your <laughs> own time and respond. Otherwise, I'll be here, here all day. Uh, and a reminder, <laughs> if you've seen a 2013 one-sleeve red Giovanni, um, 
let Hannah know because she wants she wants it back. I don't think I've ever I want had a baby. <laughs> I've never heard of a girl who sold the dress and then wants to buy it back, but I can't imagine it's the first. I I, I yeah. I don't know. It's like giving away your Never child. Again. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you just end up with a really, really big cupboard full of pageant dresses. If you're anything like the other pageant <laughs> girls, you'll need a house oh, yeah. for the dresses. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, I'll keep you on the line for a sec, Hannah. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for watching. And we finished with 61% yes for the skydive. So it took a bit of a dive itself there's a 40 40 percent would say they wouldn't do a skydive so um i'm in the 60 percent i've been twice but yeah um, it's amazing thank, isn't it? it is and it does go well with flying so uh I thanks everyone for watching and uh, asking the questions and we'll speak to you next time What's up, guys? It's Adrian again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to head over to pageantlaunch.com. Join our launch team for our review site. It's super important to all of us to make sure that the industry is safe, transparent, and fair. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, write in your email address, and we'll speak to you next time.